Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 397. Today is Tuesday, February 29th, the last day of the month. And then officially tomorrow, it's March. And poof, just like that, February's gone. Poof, just like that, two months out of 2024 are gone which is wild. feels like we just started. So um, guys, super excited about today's show. We got an amazing, amazing show. Oh, today is Thursday, not Tuesday. Thank you, Eve. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're really looking out for me. That's why That's why I love you, amongst many other reasons. Um, yes, today is th- Thursday, not Tuesday. Um, also, make sure, guys, to follow us on Spotify, the Elijah Fire Podcast on Spotify. Uh, or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, actually. Uh, Besides YouTube Music, I'm looking at you, YouTube, because we got canceled off of YouTube, so we're not on YouTube Music. So, Um, but yeah, so uh, guys, we every live stream we do, we upload the podcast version by the next morning. So if audio only is your preferred method, boom. Also, I just wanted to point out, I haven't said this in a while. I used to say this a lot. I just realized that I I don't do this anymore. Uh, If any of you guys need prayer, we get a lot of amazing regulars in the live chat. Um, so just let them know, like, um, yeah, I'm, you know, if you don't, you don't even have to go into the details, just say, hey, I've been having a rough day. I would love some prayer. Uh, people there are great example of the body of Christ. So we got amazing regulars that hang out in the live chat. Um, I know that some of you shy ones, you don't always comment, but um, please uh, let your requests be known and people are going to rally around you because they're the good like that. So uh, I think that's it for our announcements. I'm just stoked it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, Life is good. I'm loving it. So um, guys, today uh, we have, um, she's an OG. She's an OG Elijah Fire guest and we love her so much. You guys love her. She's a minister. She's also the author of the new book, Awaken the Redeemed Eve. We're going to be talking some about that amongst many other things. She's also the co-founder of Contagious Love International, along with her husband, Monday, who was on yesterday. If you haven't watched yesterday's episode. It was absolutely fire. So please go check that out. It was absolutely a lot Elijah fire. Um, and uh, guys, it's worth your time. But don't go there yet. Stick around here. We're going to be having an amazing time. Without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, Jennifer Martin. Woo! Welcome yes, back. I'm finally back on Elijah fire. It's been so long. Wait, it's only been a month, but you know, it feels like so long. It has been felt like so long. <laughs> and I remember the last time we talked, I think like maybe this, maybe this has already happened, but you've been, you've been, uh, you've been laboring and toiling over writing this book. Awake mm-hmm. to Eve. And, uh, do you feel you like guys are to be, the first people I told about it on these live streams and yeah. I said, there's a book about women coming remember and we were like hopefully in a few months uh, and I want to yeah. say you and I talked about you know a lot of these you know what's in the book was is, was really fresh on your mind I remember we recorded an episode I think and aired it right before we went to I went to Israel with the Elijah list mm-hmm. um, so that was back in like late April early May and so I remember that one distinctly because that was around when you were like really you just yeah anyways very excited yeah, yeah I, 
called the yeah. women's role in the church or something like that uh is what illumination said so. yes that's right we did that interview it's about that. a year ago almost mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, talk uh, about women's position which i go into in depth in this book yes what exactly are women designed to do what's their position in the church mm -hmm. what is god's intent and design for women so yeah. oh, it's right here Whoa, it's real it's, it's literally real, about the birth. You can only see the top of the crown of its head right now because it's literally about the birth on March 4th. Nice. It's not here yet. So. It's not here yet. I just saw like the, didn't you do like a b opening where you open like your, <laughs> you open a box with them in it or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I had the books released at my school, which I just did in Tennessee and then I'll have them with me in Huntsville. Nice. So if you want it before the release, you'll have to come to Huntsville, Alabama. Nice. There yeah. is someone in the live chat this who weekend. just, she said, I, they, I don't know if it, he or she, I just went to Jennifer's dark horse school this weekend and she was talking about how amazing it was. She got to meet you. And my and oh, no words, no words, Jeff, literally the best school I've ever done in my life. It was beyond anything I knew that I would even experience. Like oh. it was, you can't describe it. The was glory it? was there from the beginning till the end healings, miracles, deliverances, joy, um, peace, like pe God's, changing people's lives like mm. it's i can't explain it the way that well, the, it's like yeah. the wrecking ball of the holy spirit came in and just he released a sound out of us and literally i was like releasing birthing sounds like out of my wow. spirit and screaming and i never do that i don't scream wow. at people but that there's fire in me and when fire comes and i release this sound and i was screaming water over people water the word water i was screaming water water and it was like a long water like i was holding the note like water like, and i've never done that and when i did that literally trauma was coming up immediately wow. and out of them demons were coming up and manifesting because i screamed the word water jeff wow this was crazy yeah that's wild and i it was it was in a whirlwind and please testify in the chat guys if you were at that school that was a morning session that wasn't even at the night session when we're like hitting ministry time, this was literally after teaching. Hmm. My dad released the teaching and the Holy spirit dropped. I wasn't going to minister. And he, he took me into a realm and told me do this and told me to sp like throw water at people. I was literally sprinkling water at people. Like, wow. <laughs> and, well, do you, and then uh, he did something so, powerful. Yeah. Something that comes to mind when I hear that, because some people might be curious, like why, like, why water? I mean, obviously water is a symbol of cleansing, literally, but yeah. also figuratively. Yeah. But also well, I've I got the of... answer. Literally, I, I'm not I want to interrupt you, but please everybody yeah. hang on here because this prophetic dream that we're about to share with you about women giving birth literally is connected to what happened when I screamed water. And I'll tell you why in a minute, but go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, well, it just says um uh it's in Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-six, and it's a relation to the church. It says to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And so that's where a lot of times you'll hear like the phrase, uh, wash me in the water of your word and things like that. Uh, but anyways, um yes. one thing I want to point out before we jump in, because you are going to be talking some about a prophetic word that we just published on the Elijah list two days ago. Right. Uh, obviously, it was released earlier on your own platform, but there's a link in the description, yeah. you guys. We always like to hook you guys up. So under stuff we talked about, uh, it says read Jennifer's prophetic word published on February 27th. Click there. Um, and if you want to follow along or just go into, you know, we're 
we're not going to hit every nuance of the word. That's just the nature of conversation and whatever. So uh, it's there for you guys as well. So, and a link to your book so people can pre-order it. Yes. And you can pre-order it on Kindle right now, but you can't pre-order the paperback or hardback, unfortunately, okay. but you can at least have the link saved. And when it releases March 4th, you can grab it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. All right. Yes. So, uh, Jen, you can start wherever you want. I don't know if you want to start with yeah. the prophetic word or you want to continue talking about the event and the all of that. I'll let you start wherever you want. Okay. Yeah. So um, I had this dream. It was maybe just a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and in the dream, I was in a public place. So I'm just going to tell the dream and then tell what I believe is the interpretation. Okay. And then I want you guys chatting and like, guys comment when something highlights to you or you get something maybe that I didn't say, we want you guys like interacting with us and telling us what you're picking up on it. So I'm in a public place and I'm watching a scene. Um, and it's, it, it looks like a mall. There's lots of stores and I see a woman was highlighted and she's pregnant. She's about five months pregnant and she's going into labor. So I'm watching her as she realizes I am going into labor. I'm not supposed to be going into labor right now. I'm five months pregnant. I'm not ready for this. No, this baby can't come. It's not time. And I see this wrestling within her. And then I watch as she realizes, well, I'm not going to be able to stop this. The baby's coming. And I just need to get ready and prepare for this baby to come. Because when a woman goes into labor, I mean, you can't really stop it. And especially if you're out in the public place, you don't have any medical help or anything like that. Like this baby's coming. So I remember her the way I could pick up on. She's like, I don't want to give birth in front of everyone. There's people all around. Like this was a mall. There's stores everywhere. She's like, I don't want to give birth right here. I want to be like in the intimacy of my home or a private room or something. But she knew it was going to happen. So she found this pool in the middle of the mall literally where you walk and there's stores on all the sides. There's a oh. pool in the middle and she, she gets into the water to prepare herself. Like I'll just have the baby here. Now I'm now my attention is turned as she gets in the water. I see her husband and the husband is standing like on the, it's like an in-ground pool. So he's standing on the edge of this pool and he's protective of her. He's looking at her. He's watching He's making sure she's okay. He's making sure she's safe. He's kind of pacing a little bit and walking the edge, like the border, the, the boundary, the territory. He's the perimeter. He's keeping watch over the perimeter and he's making sure everything is okay because he knows she's going to give birth. So now I watch my attention goes back to the woman. And now I watch her as she's struggling. She's fighting everything about this emotionally, even though her physical body is going to give birth, she emotionally is like, I don't want this. And this is, this can't happen. This can't happen. She starts floundering in the water, like looking for a way to escape this birth. She's like, I've got to get out of here. This can't happen. This can't happen here. This can't happen now. I'm five months pregnant. Everybody's watching me. I do not want to be here. I need to get out of here right now. And because she wanted to hide so bad, she found somewhere deep in that water. And she went all the way deep onto the bottom of the water and she tucked herself back into this like underneath place where there was water and I could see her and I was watching her. 
And this baby was still coming. Like the contractions were getting more intense. Like Mm -hmm. she's about to birth this baby and she's resisting it. So she is on her hands and her knees on the bottom of this water, like trying to run away from birthing. She thought if she could hide away and go deeper where no one can see her, that she would not, I guess she would thought she would stop it somehow. I don't know if like, it's just everything inside of her was screaming, not here, not now, not this way. And so um, she, I'm thinking, why is nobody helping her? Why is nobody like she is going to die down there? She's, she's not gonna be able to breathe. I'm watching her and I'm like, she can't stay there. She, you can't stay there. Like you, you, you've got to get up. You've, you've got to come out of that water. Like you're going to die. You're going to suffocate. I remember looking around like, is everybody just going to let her die? Like nobody's going to help her. And um, I just remember thinking it can't be like this. Hmm. And uh, this was literally the end of the dream. I believe that was the end of the dream Hmm. that I was like, somebody's got to help her. Somebody's got to help her see that she's birthing. Somebody has got to tell her she has to come up out of the water. She has to give birth to this baby. And it can't be there. The baby will die. She will die. She's got to come out and let it be seen. Hmm. So, I mean, the prophetic visual of this is incredible. I think you guys are probably already getting it. It's self-explanatory. And it's a simple phrase. It's women are going to give birth, whether they're ready or not, with the things that God has put inside of them. Whether they feel like it's the season or not, we are coming into a season where God is going to cause women to birth things that might even feel immature hmm. and not ready. And the the literally the pulsing of heaven, the contractions of heaven are here. They are coming. They are coming upon the women because God needs women to birth in the spirit. And hmm. we're talking about through prayer, through intercession, through frontline ministry, through leadership, through le- like like mothering in your homes, your children, your workplaces, there is a strength coming on women to birth things in the spirit realm. And God is calling the voice of women to be loud, to not be suffocated, to not be hidden anymore. So she wanted to hide. She didn't want to do this in the public place. She wasn't ready. She was hiding in the water. She was hiding in the deep. And sometimes Women, we can say, I'm an intercessor. I'm a prayer warrior. I hide in the deep place with God. Yeah. I hide in the secret place. Yeah. And God is saying, I don't want your voice only to be secret to me. I want your voice to be a prophetic voice of declaration to my body because I have put a roar inside of women that shake strongholds. Mm. And he has chosen that in this time. You guys know that I have a deliverance ministry and God has used women under my deliverance ministry to cast demons out. He's used me to cast out demons and see trauma healing. And then even just recently, I told you I screamed water. And when I screamed water, demons came out. When I screamed water with a force, trauma came out because there's something about the voice of women and the strength of women that God has put an anointing on us for this season. Maybe it wasn't there last season. Maybe it wasn't there years ago. But the Holy Spirit in this season is saying, women, I don't want you hiding in the deep anymore, scared to give birth to what I put inside of you. Mm, And I'm prophesying to you guys right now that you might not feel ready. But I am telling you, God is going to thrust you into the public place in some way to cause you to give birth to the things that you have carried because he put that inside of you and you have to release it. 
Mm. And the Holy Spirit is going to come on you to release it. And you're not going to be able to stop it. And even the insecurity and whatever, you might fight it on the inside of you. But I want you to know that you are going to be thrusted into the harvest field by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's time. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was screaming water, so let's just pause right here for a minute Yeah. on at the school this last weekend, I didn't even put the dots together. I wasn't thinking about my dream and I was talking to somebody and I literally, was, I said to them, I said, when I was screaming water at people, I, Jeff, I was running at people, grabbing them and going <laughs> water, like as loud as you, uh-huh. literally, I shouldn't even have a voice today. Like, I don't even know how this thing is working. Supernatural. I was stripping my vocal cords to scream water at every person that God led me to. It wasn't in a line. I hop around like a bunny rabbit across the room. Okay. So like it's, it could be anywhere at any time. You could literally get hit by the Holy spirit. You don't know when he's coming for you because Mm -hmm. he's like the wind. So you don't know when I'm coming for you because I move with him. So you just never know how it's going to look. So I'm running around different people. I'm screaming water. And I called my friend on the phone and I said, when I was screaming water, I had to do it in a rhythm. It was coming out of my spirit like a push and it was rhythmic. So I would say water more than once. I'd say water and then it would pause. Water and then it would pause, but it was a rhythm. And I said, it's almost like it's contractions. And I went, oh my goodness, it's a water birth. Hmm. It's a water birth. It's a water birth. It's a water birth. Oh my goodness. My dream, my dream. She was birthing in the water. And I said, Lord, you lined up something coming in the spirit to something you showed me in a dream. And I literally got to see it physically manifest. Yeah. We don't always get to see that that quick. Every now and then. Super special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was really special. But it's something that's never, I've never felt the force of the voice of the water of God on me, in my spirit, coming out from me that way ever. And I am telling everyone, listen to me, as I've been in 20 years of ministry, we are in something very holy, very special, and very new. Well, and, uh, yeah. sorry. Uh, Jen, Jen, do you have the covers for your previous two books by any chance nearby? Yes. Because I was just thinking of a, <laughs> Here's what one. is that? What is that? This a is oh, it's, a it's dark a horse wave. inside of a wave. wave the other one's over here hold on and it's the same but yeah and this is my first book so this was the initial so it's the wave of the dark horses that are going to birth there was a birthing in this dream jeff do you remember no dark horses gave the dark horses gave birth birth and stop it i'm going to throw my book stop it i'm going to throw my book can i throw it yeah look at it's all connected it's all connected, okay, it's fine, Jen. I didn't bend it. I took care of it. I'm You're not disrespecting the word. Like work. the red yarn with all the different. Oh like, my gosh! And... The dark horses give birth to the dark horse youth, and that's what this is about. And uh-huh. the youth, see the little horse; he's running yeah. on alongside the big horse because mm-hmm. we're going to birth the youth harvest generation. Yeah. And who's going to birth that? The women. I haven't gotten to the men. More, I got a whole word for the yeah, men. Yeah, and well, and like men. honestly, because we talked about this some last year, but I want to hit on that again because uh, I have yeah. some. I have some things to say to that yeah. as well, but something that I wanted to highlight that uh, Trisha said in the uh, the comments, which was mm-hmm. uh, in the live chat, is she kind of brought up the idea of midwives. You know, midwives help give birth. Do you feel like there are going to be other women coming on- alongside other women to help them birth things as well? Yes, okay. I'm literally living that prophecy. Awesome. 
I have a team of girls right now that are helping me. They are literally have had this word in their spirit for years. Mm -hmm. And they said they were God showed them that he was going to line it up and bring someone in their life and that they were going to birth a harvest with this person. And they know that it's me from prophecies and also know that it is them, but it's not just them. They're part of a model of a visual. So I've been interviewing them on my live streams. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And they are helping serve at the schools. They help serve at my events. They're just beautiful hearts. They love the Lord and they're each one of them are power packed in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so they've helped me with deliverance um, and they're doing a really good job. They're being trained in that. And so there's a support women like there's a whole thing women supporting women right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the holy spirit started this thing he started this wave because it's going to take the strength of women coming together not just one woman's voice but all of the women all of the women that are necessary every voice being declaring and praying and prophesying and singing and every voice being lifted and there's going to be a collective force wave like a tsunami that's going to hit in the spirit when the women together begin to release as one Mm. so there's an agreement and a support that we all have to do together yeah so something i want to address in regards to that i think that because of the nature of how the religious spirit works um and a lot of societal things um, anytime that there is a message like this that comes up, there are going to be men that suddenly feel like they've been taken down any number of pegs, that they're suddenly right. not important. I do want to address something that's happening within society that has been an opposing force, if you can even call it that. I, I would I would argue that whatever Satan does isn't ultimately successful. If God's going to have a move of God, it's he's going to have a move like despite Satan's best efforts, but yeah, there have been some people that I have seen men who speak out against messages like this because they're like, Oh, it's just feminism finding its way into the church. Make, we need to make a very clear uh, Mm -hmm. distinction between the two, the feminist movement, as we know it with all the vitriol, with all the venom spewing, all of that, is a counterfeit. I talk about this a lot on the show. Absolutely. That there are going to be counterfeits that we see. Again, Satan can see in the spirit better right. than we can in many ways, which you know I would say is annoying. But um, yeah, he can see he those can that see, are sealed. He can sealed see by the Holy things. Spirit. He can see. Yeah, it. he mm-hmm. can see these things coming. Many times, obviously, you'll have some prophets that can see this stuff coming as well. But he will try and metal and disturb and muddy the waters to yeah. try and thwart or at least make people miserable when the move comes. So I do want to create a distinction that this is not feminism coming into the church. This is something right. that has been a move that God has been positioning women within positions. And um, it right. does not remove the mandate that men have, the call that men have on their lives. But something that Jen, you and I have talked about is that this is giving birth to a, a rightful, a a healthy structure again within. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all in my book. Everything you're saying is in here. Yeah. So dudes, I want you to be encouraged that this isn't like, it is important that we come alongside. 
it's undeniable. Like guys, I have a lot of women on my show. And I think the thing that I've often pointed out, and you can, you can look at this on a microbial level on like what God is doing within the church of Iran, which is predominantly women. Um, mm -hmm. but also, um, you know, the majority of the body of Christ is actually women. And so it's like, you know, I look at even like what happens within Iran and it's, it's not like God is waiting for a man to come up and then he's like, all right, women, okay, I'm going to cast you onto the wayside and now it's time for a man to shine. No, mm -hmm. like God is obviously using women, uh, right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, do not make any mistake between what Satan is trying to do with women versus what God is successfully doing with women. So right. anyways, Jen, yeah, I would let love me, to hear your let thoughts. Let me talk to that because yeah, so in my dream, the man was on the barrier walking and protecting, watching over the woman, making sure she was safe to give birth because women are vulnerable when they're giving birth. They can't protect themselves when they're having to bear down in the spirit and push this baby out. They can't be watchful over like making sure they're safe. There's no enemy around. They're not thinking that the woman is zoned into, I have to give birth to this baby. So if you look at it in the natural compared to the spirit, so mm -hmm. what does that look like in a birthing room? What's the position of the woman? She's birthing the baby. Mm -hmm. She's focused. She's making sure her body, she's yielding her body to the birthing of the baby. She's having, she can't think. She's not in her mind. She's literally right there in the moment, making sure this baby is getting born. She doesn't care about anything else. She doesn't have time to watch the door and make sure there's not an enemy coming in. Like she, she can't do that. She's hyper-focused. So then the men's position in the birthing room is what? What does the woman need to make sure that she can give birth to what is coming from her? So the man is like, can I get you this? Can I do that? Do you need a blanket? Do you need water? Do you need ice chips? Do you need this? Do I need to run and get something for you? The man is watching, protecting. They're like a shield. They're like an armor bearer. Their strength in the spirit is literally holding off the enemy. They're guarding. They have swords. They're they're prophesying and declaring. So look at that in the natural versus the spirit. So I take a natural birthing room and I say, okay, Lord, you designed men and women to function together. And we, we have a role in our families and our lives that everyone usually um, falls in line to because we're naturally born with that in us. You know, women are birthers of their homes and their families. They take care of their house. They love it. They're born to do it. They love to take care of people. They love to nurture. And if somebody's hurt, they're going to be the, the one right there by their bedside because of the way the woman is made, the passion and compassion inside women to care for the sick and those that are broken and hurting, which makes sense that God wants to send out women right now to reestablish what compassion and nurturing and what women do for the body of Christ to bring healing. And then let's look at men. Do men not have compassion? No, that's not true. Men have compassion. But in the majority of the sense of the word, what do men feel like? What do they carry? What is it they're passionate about? They love to take care of their home as in protection. Yeah. They want to make sure their wife has what she needs to take care of her. They want to make sure their children have what they need to take care. And they also love to give direction. So there's like a leadership and a direction and a prophetic anointing on men to prepare the way and make sure their family is coming. And it's like on the journey of where they're to go. There's a safety, there's a protection to them and they, they are strong and, and they are encouragers and God has put them there. And I think that men know that, mm -hmm. that that's who they are in the spirit, that they are the yeah. safe place. They're the protectors and they're the strength to the woman. 
So if we women and men can see each other in these roles in the church, in the body of Christ, in life, our spiritual roles are very similar to our natural roles. Mm -hmm. And if we'll give place to that, I think we're going to see some healthy functioning and more growth in the body than we've ever seen before. Let the men lead, let them prepare the way. The men can be like, you know what? I need to make sure prayer is set up in my church. If you're a man pastor, your job is like making sure the Holy Spirit has room to birth. So what you watch, watch the perimeter, watch over the birthing, watch over your house and say, God, how do I make sure the women can birth in the spirit in my house? Well, easily you give them permission. You say, I believe in you. I encourage you. I encourage you to pray in the spirit and prophesy and, and do all the things and have the prayer meetings and let the women take charge in the spirit. Mm. It's not wrong for you to let the women take charge. Now, let me hit this, Jeff, real quick. Yeah. Well, we don't want it to be a spirit of Jezebel. So let's talk about the spirit of Jezebel right now. So every strong woman is now labeled a spirit of Jezebel. I want to tell you right now, I'm going to chop this thing down, Jeff. Please. The Jezebel teaching was instituted by the devil to get the focus off of women who are called by God to lead in the spirit. And because Jezebel has been hyper-focused on in the church, now nobody can see genuine leadership on a woman who was actually sent by God, anointed by the Holy Spirit to tear down the devil's kingdom and instead is being called Jezebel. Hmm. Now, and it's likely that it's not a Jezebel. Yeah. So I will say, cause it, people are going to, I know people, I just didn't know yeah. people are, they're going to push oh, back yeah, bring on it. it. Bring so it. What, what you're not saying, <laughs> see, here's the thing that's important. And this is like critical thinking one-on-one you guys is yeah. not to read between the lines of what right. somebody's saying and fill in a sum with assumption. Well, you know, the fruit of Jezebel, there's right. a, there's a difference so in it, a controlling yeah. Jezebelic You're spirit in saying, somebody who loves God. Right. So what I yeah. just want to point out is what you are not saying is that there's no such thing as Jezebel and that it was an institution. No, trying. no I that is a real thing. All the time. I would agree with you 110% <laughs> that that label yes. is thrown out. Just like a lot of labels right now, you guys, there are a lot of labels being thrown out at people, not just within the church, but this is one that is impacting the church to try and subdue. It is Satan's agenda to try and subdue women, know your place, keep your head bowed, keep your mouth shut. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm right there with you. You know, I take on all the women shouldn't teach and all that stuff. Like, and I actually explain what Paul meant when he said that. So I'm not saying Paul didn't say it, but if you want to really know the biblical role of women, read my book. This is biblical. This is not just prophecy. Okay. Oh, you didn't even get to see the cover. Y'all want to see it? Look at that. Look at it. I mean, all you can like, literally it prophesies to you. Mm -hmm. That is the foot of a woman. And women are not going to get bit by snakes anymore. We're going to step on their head. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're taking it out. But see, if we don't give place to women to be strong in the spirit and birth the way God is causing Holy Spirit to just birth sounds through women. And if we can't let them play their place in the churches, the body of Christ, the gatherings in our own heart, we've got to accept it. All of us, women and men, need to accept the role of women as much as we accept the role of men. And when we do this, we're giving place to God. And what's going to happen is the greatest unity that will bring the anointing, like the the oil that w- ran down Aaron's beard onto his garments, Psalm 133. And when this happens, 
the anointing is going to flow so strong that when the fathers and the mothers line up together in their proper roles in the church, guess who's coming back home? The prodigals. Mm -hmm. The harvest of the youth will not come until the women become the mothers they're supposed to be birthing in the spirit and the fathers becoming the protectors and the providers and giving women permission to be who we are. Just let us love people. Let us birth in the spirit. Let us nurture. Let us heal. Let us deliver. Let us bring trauma healing. This is our heart. This is what we want. Don't we women? Don't mm-hmm. we women? Tell, tell us in the comments. We just want to love people and see them birth into who they are. And we just want the men not to feel threatened by us because we're not trying to take mm-hmm. the men's position over. I don't want to. Yep. I want the men to lead. Please yep. lead men. I am giving you permission to lead us. We love you. We mm-hmm. want you to be the leaders. I'm not trying to lead, mm-hmm. but I feel like we can do this together and it can be healthy. Yeah. I, so I, I think women 100%. saying to men, like, we need you. We we're, you're necessary. We don't think we're good without you. Like this needs to be said. And then men, you need to say to the women, like, I can't do this without you. Like, think about if you had a church, it was only men. Like, look at, you would just know how much is missing of that love and that nurture yeah. and that tenderness oh, that women carry. It's like yeah. a mama in the family. So let's take natural family order and let's adopt that into the way we do church. Yeah, like, I love that. Let's think about that and let's bring family back into church and mm-hmm. God is reestablishing this, but everybody's necessary, y'all. It's This is not a move of one. So when I speak to the women, hear me say this. I'm speaking to the women, not only to the women. I'm speaking to the women saying, you have got to come up into your calling. You have got to know what God has given you in the spirit. It's not a takeover. It's get up into position, stand up. You're spiritual warriors. You're prayer warriors. You're going to birth this next harvest of the young generation. And then this word, I speak to the men and women in this book, Jeff. It's not, I know it sounds like it's written only to women. But I say it like this. It's written to women and it's written to men because Mm. I talk to men in here, too. And then Mm. I talk to us. Who are we together? We're the redeemed Eve. We're the redeemed Eve. We are the redeemed. We are not the deceived. We are not the bound. We are not the broken. Jesus Christ didn't pay a price on the cross for us to stay broken. We get to step into full redemption and what that looks like. And we get to model the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to do that together. And we're coming into the fullest, greatest harvest we've ever seen. And that's men and women working side by side, unified with no competition, no jealousy, no Jezebel, no usurping authority. It's going to be beautiful submission one to another. And we're going to see the youth harvest come in. And I'm telling you, it's the greatest day to be alive. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I want to read, go. I want to read this because I've been thinking about this, um, like actually the last two days, um, it's from Colossians chapter one, it's verses 15 through 20. So I'm just going to read these because I think it really uh, pertains to what we're talking about. It says the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation for in him, all things were created things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy. 
for God has was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, mm. whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. All things mm. means all things. I looked that up in the Greek. It literally means all things. It's not some, mm. you know, well, it's actually, you know, uh, each of these means something different. Like it literally means all things. That's what it means in the Greek. Um, I looked it up this morning. So mm. um, I think that something that I find incredibly poetic is that there's been a lot of, it's undeniable that there's been a lot of wounds yeah. pointed towards men, trauma informing how they treat men. There's a lot of horrible things being said about men. I had um, Johnny Enlow's daughter on, I think it was last week. And, and she was actually talking about how one of the founding members of feminism actually said, and she has a quote that says they want that she wants to reduce the male population down to 10%. Mm. And, and that's been a very satanic agenda that's been fueling yeah. this whole thing. I find it very poetic that God is going to use women to bring healing to men, restoring right. them back to the rightful place. Yeah. Um, because it speaks to actually what, okay, you can see where the enemy is like, okay, I can see what God is doing with women. I can see it popping up. So I'm actually going to have, I'm going to corrupt this. I'm going to try and corrupt this. And I'm going to have right. women be the, the carriers of wounds towards other people. And then that's going to prevent, but God's purpose is actually to use women like Jen is talking about to restore, to bring healing. Um, and guys, that is an amazing thing. So I do want to say to all the ladies out there, it, uh, cause I recognize that this is something that God is doing, but I also recognize, cause I know how the religious spirit works, that there are going to be places where this still isn't welcome. And I want to go on record saying that you guys are 100% welcome here. So even if you're, Home church, you, you're not experiencing that. You do have that here. Um, and so that's something that I will die on that hill. And Steve is the same way. He's absolutely the same way with this. So he and I are definitely in one accord in regards to Elijah's dreams and Elijah fire. So, yeah, we need to value each other. And I love that, Jeff. And thank you for saying that. Can I just say that I appreciate that and I appreciate your voice and your support? Um, I, we, all need to value who we're not, you know? So if I value you, Jeff, I'm valuing something I'm not, someone I'm not. I'm not you. I don't carry who you are. I'm not, I don't have your testimony, you know? So when I value you and your position and the things that God has given you, I'm valuing part of God. Hmm. And if we love God, we, we will value what we're not because we all need each other. And I'm going to cry so much because hmm. Such a longing of God's heart that like all the parts would would be accepted by the body. Can we stop rejecting body parts? Like it's not healthy for the a body can't walk when it's rejecting its organs. You know, you can't you can't heal if you're rejecting what God is trying to put in the body. And if we reject this move of God, guys, we're gonna abort an entire generation. Mm. I'm telling you right now that it's we have just got to accept the way God wants to move. We don't get to decide who God gets to use or not use. And if God says, I want to birth sounds through women, and this is what I've chosen. I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm a woman. I've never preached about what women do. Like 
This is a prophetic word. I've been in ministry for 20 years. I've never preached to women. I haven't done women conferences. I haven't done women anything because I always wanted the body to know that I'm for all of you. I don't want to single out women and make men feel like they're not valuable and I'm only talking to women. So when I say I'm talking to women, I am talking to women. Mm -hmm. But when I say that I'm also talking to men, I am talking to men. Mm -hmm. It's individual and it's collective. So understand that it's to everyone. But also God has a word individually for women and God has a word individually for men, but that doesn't make one of them better than the other. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. They're both important. They're both necessary. And I want you to know that I strive with all of my heart to bring a beautiful camaraderie word in this of how we can be that image Jesus is looking for before he returns. He said, I'm looking for a spotless bride. He's looking for a unified bride. Mm -hmm. And I want him to have that. I'm striving for unity. That is my number one message is Ephesians four. But guys, how are we going to birth a generation? How are men and women going to work together? If the women don't believe they have anything to bring like the, the problem right now is women don't believe they're strong because they've been made to believe they're lower than men. Mm-hmm. And there's actually trauma in women through words and the way that the world and the church is often portrayed what women are allowed to do or not based on what is presented to us. Yeah. If every man is a leader and every man is a prophet and every prophet and apostle and teacher and evangelist is a man, well, you don't need to tell us to sit down. We're told to sit down. Like we're, we're not even, we're not allowed to come and be ministers. Why? We're afraid of Jezebel. Like, well, you know what? If we risk, if we risk allowing the Holy Spirit to move, why not? Why don't we risk a little bit and say, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe God is calling women and I'm going to allow the space for women to come and birth in the spirit and not shut it down because I'm scared. One of them might be a Jezebel. Mm. If one of them is a Jezebel, guys, you know what? God's going to take care of it. You can pray and and say the spirit of Jezebel is not allowed to function here. And you'll know because it won't feel holy. It won't feel pure. It won't feel sanctified. So I don't think we need to be scared of it. And also, Jeff, literally, literally, it's. Be careful what I say. Okay, when you're talking I mean, about you can just the say feminine, it, it's fine. When you're okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say it the right way so it's not misinterpreted. Well, we'll navigate through those movement. waters. It's okay. Yeah, you can help me with that. Yeah, the feminist movement. I talk about that in my book. The feminist movement. So, God, the enemy can only okay, let me explain it this way the enemy can only take what God has said and turn it or twist it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the garden, he spoke to Eve. Did God really say uh-huh. if you eat of the fruit, you'll die? So we see here that the serpent wasn't even allowed to create a new statement. Hmm. He could only take what God did and then tried to redirect Eve's attention to the truth that he wanted her to believe the truth that he wanted her to believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he took what was truth and then he turned her understanding of truth. So let me say this about the feminist movement. It was instituted by God. God started the women wave, but here's what happened. The enemy jumped on the wave and said to the women, oh, 
you don't really need the men, do you? Mm-mm. I mean, you can be strong by yourself. So what he did was give power to the voice of the Holy Spirit within them. Now, that is weird to say. So please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. He was he was reiterating the voice of the Holy Spirit that said this to the woman. When he woke up woman, he said, you are strong. You have a voice. I want you to speak up. I want you to prophesy. So these alarm bells are going off within women. And the, the women that are full of the Holy Spirit, they get it. This is from God. And they're staying grounded in what that looks like with him. But here's what happened. The enemy took that power that was activated in them by the Holy Spirit. And the enemy spoke to it and said, okay, you're strong. You can do this alone. You're all by yourself. You don't need anyone. The men don't understand you. Why don't you just go fulfill your destiny? Like, so he's taking it. And he's doing exactly what he did to Eve in the garden. Mm-hmm. So it's not that these women that are feminist are missing the momentum. It's they don't have Jesus. So their direction is off. You see, yeah, so once, really they get saved by the, yeah. Yeah, once they get the Holy yeah. Spirit, see that passion will turn towards the Lord. Their, their heart will become submissive to God. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come in line and say, wait a minute. No, why did I say I don't need men? I need the men. Like the Holy Spirit will will come and, and make everything in a line into truth. I hope that makes sense. If I confuse anybody, please tell me. No, no. But, no, I think so that's the, great. Yeah. So it's the, it, So let it. This is what I say. If you can't find what God is doing, looking at the, look at what the enemy is doing and then flip it. If you can't yeah. find what God yeah. is doing, look at what the enemy is doing and then flip it and you'll find what God is doing. Mm-hmm. So if the enemy wants to rise up and cause women to rise up against men, what is God doing? He's, com- he's causing women to rise up in strength with men. Yeah. So that is the truth. So don't allow the enemy and what the move of the enemy don't allow that to prophesy to you to such a degree that you believe that that's truth or that it's more powerful. I just want to tell us all right now what God is doing is so much more powerful than what the enemy is doing. Yeah. And he is reserved for himself, a company of women that are not going to move in Jezebel. They're not feminist. They're going to support the men. And in fact, their goal is to catapult the men into all that they are. Like mm. the heart of a woman, a real woman who's full, a real woman. Like we talk about real men. Let's talk about real women. <laughs> <laughs> a real man is strong. Well, a real woman will strengthen her man. And a real woman will be strong for her man and support her man and pray for her man. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the bride of Christ. Bride of Christ, we need to be strong. The women of God need to be strong for the men. You need to support. You need to, you need to value. You need to honor who they are. Because God made them who they are, and they're supposed to be who they are, Mm -hmm. and they don't need to weep and wail and cry like we do. And stop saying they're not sensitive to the spirit. I'm sorry, Jeff. I got to chop so many things down. Dude, chop them down. Chop them down. It's a bloodbath. It is prideful to sit there and say, I've got the Holy Spirit. I am so discerning. Like men, like we, you know, men aren't sensitive. Yes, they are. And you know how they're sensitive? They're sensitive to what God put in them to be sensitive to. Mm -hmm. And they're doing exactly what God called them to do. They are warriors. They are fighters. Mm -hmm. And they're going to stand alongside us women as we're giving birth to the things in the spirit. They are going to be sensitive. They're going to decree and prophesy. And they're going to release things in the spirit. And without their voice, I'm going to tell you something, women, right now. 
without the voice of the men beside us fighting with their swords up and with their shields and with their prophecies and their declaration, without that, we are not going to make it. We are not going to make it. We will fall without them. I'm mm -hmm. telling you right now, we're not going to have the strength without them. And why do I say that? Because God won't let us. Why do I say that? Because God keeps us humble. Why do I say that? Because God is about humility and submission, and he wants us to depend upon each other. And he won't let the women succeed without the men. And he's not going to let the men succeed without the women. Yeah, so on. everybody needs to get off of their high horses and their pride and say, we need each other. Let's grab hands and let's run because there's an entire mm. generation out there that we have lost. And it's time for us to repent and bring them back home. Prodigals mm. are coming home because the mamas are going to line up and the papas are going to line up. We're going to hold hands. We're going to get in unity. And we're going to make a safe healing place for these prodigals, Gen Zers, to come. And they're not coming back until we've got it lined up. Yeah. So God is lining his church up. God is lining it up. And that is all I have to say. So get in position, women. Get in position, men. No more fighting. No more competition. No more jealousy. No more striving. Let's start trusting each other. Can we just try this, please? Can we try trusting in love hmm. instead of let's let's just be what we know Jesus wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I'm scared. Maybe I'll get hurt again. Maybe there's a Jezebel or maybe there's a controlling leader. You know what? You got to take risk. Love takes risk. You've got to risk that maybe somebody will hurt you again, but maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's faith that something is going to be better this time mm -hmm. so i'm challenging us to try again church yeah. unify again walk together again come on we can do this god has put it in us and it's time to give birth mm. and there's promises in us that god wants to give birth to and that's what that dream i don't want to forget the dream like where we're started on this dream god has put the women in position to give birth and he's put the men in position to protect the birth please mm. hear me this is the position the Holy Spirit wants us to play. And if you don't like that, then you're getting out of line with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Hmm. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you because I can't tell you anything more than what I know is true. But if we get in line and do this, let the women birth. Let them birth. It's okay. It's okay to let the women birth and prophecy and sound yeah. and lioness's roar it's okay men you can perch up on your lion rock and let the lionesses hunt it is okay we like to hunt let us hunt the devil what you do as you say this is the territory we're going to take hmm. see the lion he perches up on the rock and he goes this is my territory this is the territory i'm sending my lionesses out to take so there's like there's like direction, there's vision. The men give the vision, the direction, and they point and they're like here. And the women are like, let's go. And then they, they take off into the enemy's territory and they take back what the enemy stole. And I'm telling you, there's a partnership that's beautiful with men and women. If we'll listen to each other and humble ourselves to each other, we will see the fullness of Christ that Ephesians 4 talks about. Yeah. I'm going to preach all day, Jeff. I'm going to preach all day. I love it. I love it. I think that something else about, and obviously this isn't a one size fits all kind of a thing. So please hear my heart, you guys. But I do feel like, you know, like you were talking about how you were addressing the whole idea with women, how they can be like, oh, I'm the, I'm the spiritual giant in my home and my husband mm -hmm. isn't. And I think the thing is with men is they're very susceptible that, you know, we can be gruff and tough and we can endure. But we're also very susceptible to uh, 
put downs. Yeah. And enough of those will just stop trying. And right. it, there comes a point where mm -hmm. as women, I've noticed there can be these instances of idealizing what you think your husband should be and mm -hmm. not allowing him the freedom to be who God made him to be in the spirit. And my God say that. And I have noticed and I've done I've, guys have talked to guys that feel this where they're like, I just could. And unfortunately their marriages either just ended up being very unstable or they ended in divorce. And I'm not speaking divorce over anybody, but I'm just saying right. the, the, the moral of the story here is I've heard from several men. They're like, I just could never, I was never good enough. Like I was never who they wanted me to be. There was this ideal they worked in their head of what a spiritual man should be. The head of the household should be. And I could never be that. And so nothing I ever did was good enough. And so yeah. my encouragement to you ladies who are, who are men or who are not men, um, who, who have men in your lives, men. Yeah. um, you know, husbands is to acknowledge what they're doing right. And it could even be seemingly unspiritual at first. Maybe your husband's not coming with you to church. Maybe he's not, um, you know, you don't feel like he is contributing on spiritual matters. Mm. Acknowledge him in the areas that he is. If you're not, I don't want to speak and say that the women who are, who are doing that aren't doing enough. Um, but uh, it is amazing what thanking your husband uh, for taking out the trash and, uh, you know, I don't know, doing this, that, or whatever does it's like, it just is a silly thing within guys. We're like, Oh, you like that? Huh? Watch me do this. I'm going to do the dishes, yeah. you know, watch yeah. me do this. I'm going to do that, you know? And, yeah. um, it, that may seem counterintuitive to what you're really after, but, um, that is something that I, I think men need to feel that freedom to, to be able to express that men don't like being pushed and forced into something. And so, yeah. I, um, I definitely don't, I'm, you know, so anyways. yeah. Yeah. And hopefully I mean, that helps women, some people. Yes. And you know, it, men need to hear it because they want to hear they're doing a good job watching over their home. Mm -hmm. Like the, the inner desire inside of a man that God put there is you watch over the land. What did he tell Adam? Work the land. Yeah. Yeah. Name yeah. the animals, plant the garden. Adam has the men have they're watchers, they're protectors. It's inside of them. So when you say, I see that you're doing a good job protecting my home, I see you're doing a good job taking care of the home, whatever that looks like. And when you encourage, um, maybe we don't do it enough sometimes, maybe we need to be more thoughtful about doing mm -hmm. it more. Because the more you encourage your husband, the stronger he gets. And the stronger he gets, guess what? The better he protects. Come on. And the better he protects, guess what? The better your life is. Mm-hmm. So if I, you love yourself, love your husband. <laughs> yeah. And to kind of like the point that Jen and I are making, I saw this, um, it was this reel this guy posted and he just said, all right, guys, this is a free zone. No one's ever going to see your post. Let me know what's on your chest. And it was mm -hmm. overwhelming. Actually, just I, I found myself just crying when I saw the responses. Mm -hmm. So many guys said, I just wish she would be proud of me. Uh -huh. And um. At the heart of men, like that's one of the things they want to know. They want to know that you're proud of them, that you see the things they're doing. Because mm -hmm. again, it's that desire within men. We want to provide. We want to take care. Mm -hmm. We want to take care of our women. We want to take care of our kids. We want to keep our household yeah. safe. And we, and we want to know that you're proud of us. And so um, 
it goes a long way. And maybe it may take yeah. a little bit of swallowing of pride because you're like, no, it's been him the whole time. And it's, you know, and maybe there's things that are warranted. I'm not even going to like pretend, but that is something that is really important to men is to know you're proud of them. Yeah. Um, they really, That's men so can really struggle with worthiness. Like, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Am I, am I good enough for, for you? Am I, with, is what I'm providing good enough for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, that's, yeah. Yeah. So say thank you for how you're taking care of our house. Like they mm-hmm. need to hear that. Yeah. And, um, it, there's just so much beauty in it, you know, and also women, it, if you want your husband to be stronger in the spirit, a lot of women, I think want men to be like they are in the spirit. Yeah. And can I just say they're not supposed to be, they're just not. So I'm going to give you permission to let you go right now that you, you don't, he's not supposed to be doing what you do in the spirit. God made it individual for a reason, because guess what? It makes it valuable when everybody doesn't have the same thing Mm -hmm. and has the same heart. So women, if you want your men to step up spiritually in any way, or say he needs breakthrough, maybe he's not even hungry for God. I Mm -hmm. get that. Some of you are like, well, my husband's not even a believer. Or Can I just help you a little bit? The Holy Spirit put in you the ability to birth with the Holy Spirit. Like he, he put that in you to pray, pray it through. You can take your lioness roar into your prayer closet and you can see mountains move. Pray him into that place. Don't yell him into that place. Don't argue him into that place. It will never work in the flesh. You cannot move in the arm of the flesh to move something in the spirit. So why are we going to do it with our words and our action and our argument? And oh my goodness, have we all made that mistake? Hello, I'll be the first to line up and start repenting and confessing. Mm. Like, have we been where we try to do it in words like you this and you that, and you need to be like this and you need to do this more da, 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 and here's what I need. It's not wrong to communicate. Okay. Communication's okay, but you're not going to move something that's spiritual by the arm of the flesh. Like discussion's not going to move it. It has to be done in the spirit. And when you pray in the spirit, you go before the Lord, you, you lift whatever it is before the Lord, your husband, your children, you know, your life, your church, your ministry, your city, whatever it is, women, we're supposed to carry those things before the Lord in the spirit. We're supposed to birth with the Holy Spirit. He wants to do it through your voice. So we have to humble ourselves and say, I'm not going to cause this to happen. Lord, you are. Hmm. And there's just a humility of bowing before him and letting him move through you. So go back into prayer. Remember my dream. God wants to birth through women. Women, you are the birthers in the spirit of your home. You are. You birth your husband into more strength. You birth him into what he he needs you to hold his arms up. Think about little boys and their mamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little boys love their mamas. And women are to mother in a sense, but in the spirit. Not I'm not saying go and like be mothery to your, to your man child husband. Yeah. yeah what I, yeah, no, don't do that. But in the spirit, you need to mother him. You need to pray over him the things that you see in the spirit, that his heart would be comforted and healed and that he would know how amazing he is. And then you need to say words like that to him in his ear so that what you birth in the spirit, then when you speak it to him, guess what? It lands because you plowed the way through your prayer. Okay. So prayer first, birth first, spirit realm first. Okay. It's done in the spirit first. Don't try to move mountains in your in your home without moving it in the spirit always. Mm. And this is where you'll see the shift begin to take place. So women, God is calling you to birth. He's calling you back to the prayer place. He's calling men back 
to that place of knowing they are the protectors. So we're just affirming that I, as a woman, am affirming men that I say you are the protectors of your home. You are the shield and you are the sword and you are going to declare over your home and what you declare over your home. It shall be because God gave you authority in the spirit over your home and women. You are to pray and let the Holy Spirit move through you and intercede and birth. And in this season, God is going to bring those offices of how we our roles. He's going to bring those together. And we are going to see the greatest harvest birth. But until we do this, guys, individually, women, birthing, prayer, and you might not be ready, but it's coming. In my dream, I have to pinpoint that. This woman was five months pregnant. She was not ready to birth, but the baby was coming and she didn't have a choice. Heaven has not asked our permission of if it's okay to birth the next awakening. Yeah, come on. Heaven didn't ask me. Heaven didn't ask you. This is timing and fulfillment of season of prophecy by the Holy Spirit. It is here. It has been prophesied and it is it is here. And the next wave, God is very intentional about how he builds his home. And the next wave right now is getting women to understand that they're birthers. And until we do that, we cannot move forward. And the next wave with that is men understanding you are protectors and you are to prepare the way. And until you understand that, we cannot move forward. Mm. And until we agree together and honor each other and let each other play the roles that God in heaven has given us for this time, then we will not be able to move forward. Yeah, come on. But the good news is we are going to do this. We are receiving it. We're hearing from heaven. And we're going to let God move in our life. Yeah. So it's here. The birthing is here. So get in the water. Yeah. <laughs> get in the water. It's time to birth. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and pray for us, Jen? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Father, I thank you so much for this season that you have us in, that you are calling us forth, Lord, into that Ephesians 4 unified yeah. model. And God, I just want to speak right now. To every person, Lord, that wherever the voice of the enemy has come in to try to deceive them from the truth of what you're saying. God, I just want to pull out every deceiving tongue right now out of their ears. Mm -hmm. Every snake that has spoken into your ear. I just command those snakes right now to be cut off in Jesus name. We cut off the tongue of deception, the tongue of the enemy. The one that tries to deceive us in what our permissions are. The one that tries to tell us who we should be. The one that's trying to speak against who God says that we are in the spirit. And I command that lying tongue to be silent and cut off from your life. And I speak and Holy Spirit, I just thank you for coming and backing this word up right now. And I speak the spirit of truth. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for the spirit of truth right now because I can say a lot of words, Lord, and it can just fly over people's heads. But Lord, when you deliver it with the spirit of truth, it lands in their heart and you seal it by the Holy Spirit and it becomes part of who they are and you change them. So, Lord, I'm asking you to come, Holy Spirit, right now and change them from glory to glory into the image of Jesus Christ. The image that the enemy wanted you to be, the false image of woman 
and I'm speaking to men and women, I command the false image of woman to come down now. I break it. Everything that the enemy offered to the church to believe that this is how woman should look. This is how woman should be. I command what was spoken by the enemy to be broken off the minds of the church in Jesus name. I command the true image of who woman is to be established in our hearts. Father, you are the only one that can give us revelation. And I'm asking for the spirit of revelation to come now that you would open it like a curtain and cause every person, every woman and man to see who woman is, that you would begin to speak by your voice. And Lord, over the next few days and weeks, that you would deconstruct what we thought women were and that you would reveal the glory of who she is. And Father, I ask the same thing. I command the false image of man to come down in the mind of every woman and the mind of every man hearing my voice. Whatever the enemy presented that men should be, I silence it and cut it off Mm. from our minds in Jesus name. Lord, deconstruct what women believe about men that is not from you. Deconstruct and tear down, Holy Spirit, what men believe about themselves that is not from you. Remove it. Lift it off, Lord. You can do all things. You can change everything in the blink of an eye. So change our minds right now and transform them in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And come, Spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. And will you now establish inside of every woman and every man the true image of man? And stamp it upon our hearts. And let us never again be deceived by the craftiness of the lying serpent tongue. Not through any person, not through any leader, any, any church. Just, Lord, will you guard our ears and our heart and help us to not be deceived in these end times by demonic doctrines that were never in your word and was never in your heart? It's never how you wanted it to be. You created Adam and Eve to work together, to be together, to create together, to grow things together, to to walk with the animals together, to walk with you together. You, You never wanted it to be divisive or controlling. You wanted it to be a friendship. And God, I pray right now that you would reestablish the friendship between men and women. And let it be like it's supposed to be, the redeemed Eve. Mm. And I thank you for that now, in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Jen. Beautiful that was, time. That was really good. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, the Lord so, is so precious. Everybody, there's a link in the description to her new book. Um, that goes live on uh, Monday, right? March fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it comes out on Monday, just in a couple of days. So, um, mm-hmm. ladies, especially, I mean, men too. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, it's I the just, men too. So, but yeah, yeah. So everybody, link is in the description to that. But Jen, yeah. how else can people follow you? Uh, yeah, tell right people here. about any new events you have coming up. Contagiouslove.org. All the events that are coming up are there, even though we have events booked to the end of the year. But if you go here, you'll find events. But I'll be in Huntsville this weekend with my books. If you can't wait till March 4th, 
you can get in your car or get on a plane or get on a train or get on a unicycle and meet me in Huntsville, Alabama this weekend where they launch rockets. Don't tell me God didn't send me to where they launch. I mean, they don't launch rockets. They build rockets there. Let me correct myself. It's a space and rocket center there. There's rockets all over Huntsville, Alabama. It's where NASA, one of NASA's offices are there. Nice. And God sends me there. Why? Because he's launching this word. It's like prophetic. I wasn't even supposed to go there two weeks ago. It just got got put in the calendar. They're like, you need to come and you need to come now. So it wasn't anything I was planning. Hmm. And I said, Lord, you are prophesying right now to the church that I am releasing this word. It is being launched into the heavenlies. And there's a commissioning this weekend. And I'm telling you, Jeff, I feel it. I feel it so strong. I feel it so strong that it's literally going to be like a time stamper in the spirit, like a pivotal yeah. moment like a commissioning release that God's going to have me as a prophetic voice release over the body of Christ that literally it's like going to be a moment in time. Mm. So it will be live streamed for those that can't come. So please go to my website, go to my Facebook and live stream and like catch the live stream this weekend. Yeah. And all of our other stuff is there. We've got more schools coming up. We have so much stuff. I can't even talk about it. I'll be here forever. So go to the website and check it out. Okay. Everybody go check it out. Go follow her on all of her socials. Links are in the description. Amen. Jennifer Martin, thank you so much. I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I'm Me stoked. Too. Did I'm you guys stoked. see what I'm even wearing, the, guys? I didn't even show everybody. It says "Giddy Up." You can't see it, but this is yeah. my horse girl bandana. Giddy up! It's time to giddy up. And you have Get the dark your horse over ride. your shoulder that yeah. I told you to put there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you helped me set up my studio, Jeff. Yeah. I love you for that. I, very small credit. Yes. Uh, so uh, thank Jen, you, thank you. It's been yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Thursday. Tune in tomorrow as we close out the week. We've got Costin Woodhouse back in the house, uh, all the way from Australia. I've been talking to him today. We're going to be talking about Reformation and a lot of that that's happening right now, and understanding that and identifying it within the church and what God is doing. It's going to be a really exciting. We were getting super fired up. We're like shooting voice texts back and forth. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.